Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Hosea chapter 1 from the World English Bible. Yahweh's word that came to Hosea, the son of Beri, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. When Yahweh spoke at first by Hosea, Yahweh said to Hosea, Go, take for yourself a wife of prostitution and children of unfaithfulness, for the land commits great adultery, forsaking Yahweh. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. Yahweh said to him, Call his name Jezreel, for yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood of Jezreel on the house of Jehu, and will cause the kingdom of the house of Israel to cease. It will happen in that day that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. She conceived again and bore a daughter. Then he said to him, Call her name Lo-Ruhamah, for I will no longer have mercy on the house of Israel, that I should in any way pardon them, but I will have mercy on the house of Judah, and will save them by Yahweh their God, and will not save them by bow, sword, battle, horses, or horsemen. Now when she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, she conceived and bore a son. He said, Call his name Lo-Ami, for you are not my people, and I will not be yours. Yet the number of the children of Israel will be as the sand of the sea, which can't be measured or counted. And it will come to pass that, in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, they will be called sons of the living God. The children of Judah and the children of Israel will be gathered together, and they will appoint themselves one head, and will go up from the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. That is the end of chapter 1. You can see that God sent a lot of prophets during this time. Here in Hosea, it says, was during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, and also Jeroboam, that would be Jeroboam II. And all of these prophets are consistent with each other. This makes it clear that it is not just one guy's dark imaginations, and it also emphasizes the importance of the message. For a review, Amos prophesies during the reigns of Uzziah and Jeroboam, and Micah prophesies during the reigns of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, and Isaiah prophesies during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, covering the same king's slightly different time period than Hosea. If you look at the chronology of the Old Testament, chart 5, he has Hosea covering the time period from 785 BC to 720 BC, which is about 65 years. And we can tell from what's going on in the book of Hosea that it's covering some time. He's having several children born. Specifically, this is put from about the 24th year of Uzziah to the 6th year of Hezekiah. 
I want to read to you a couple of things in the notes that my New King James Version, published by Nelson Publishers, says about the name Hosea. He says, Hosea means salvation, but Hosea, Joshua, and Jesus are all derived from the same Hebrew root word. So whereas Hosea only means salvation, Joshua and Jesus include the additional idea that Yahweh is salvation. And also, just to mention for clarification, Israel's, the northern kingdom's last king, is also a Hosea. It is spelled differently in the English Bible, but it is the same in the Greek and the Hebrew. Now, like Ezekiel, Hosea is told to give an extreme visual representation to his prophecy. He is to marry a prostitute. The representation is not a woman who is a victim of anyone else, but she has chosen that lifestyle. This is emphasized by describing the children as of unfaithfulness, meaning she has broken her vows of her own accord. And to emphasize that again, Old Testament passages such as Deuteronomy chapter 22 verses 25 through 27 make it clear that a woman is not held responsible for sexual acts if she is overpowered. Why is Hosea asked to do this thing that is both degrading to him and contrary to the law? Well, to give a vivid illustration to the people of Israel, both the southern and northern kingdoms, of how atrocious their behavior is and that God is fully aware of it. He knows they are not following his good and pure law, and like a patient husband, he has loved them. The first child of Hosea's and this woman, Gomer, is apparently Hosea's child because it says she bore him a son, which is language indicating that it was of his physical seed. The son is named for a well-known region or city in the northern kingdom. Jezreel is both the name of a valley that extends from Mount Carmel diagonally southeast to the Jordan River, if you're looking at a map in the typical north-south orientation. So this valley, Jezreel Valley, follows the Kishon River. Even today, it is known to be a very fertile area. Then there is also a city by the same name, Jezreel, um, in the Bible that was probably about 12 miles from the Jordan. Easton's Bible Dictionary says that the modern city, Zaran, is thought to be basically where the ancient city of Jezreel was. Jezreel, the name Jezreel, is first mentioned in the Bible in Joshua 15.56 as one of the cities in the border areas of the tribe of Judah, but this is another city that is further south. And you know, even in our day and age, it's not uncommon to have cities of the same name in various places. In Joshua 17, 16, it mentions the valley of Jezreel when the tribes of Joseph are complaining about the Canaanites who live there. Then in Joshua 19, 18, the valley of Jezreel helps describe the border of the tribe of Issachar's land allotment. In Judges 6:33, this is where the armies camped when Gideon was doing battle. And there are several other mentions of Jezreel in the travels and battles of Saul and David. Then when we get to accounts of Ahab, we hear about Jezreel the city because he is going there quickly after the showdown of Elijah 
that Elijah has with the prophets of Baal, and they are going from Mount Carmel to Jezreel, the city, probably down the valley of Jezreel, and Elijah is running in front of his chariot and gets there first. In 1 Kings 21, verse 1, we hear that the vineyard of Naboth was in Jezreel. That's the fellow that Jezebel killed so that Ahab could have this little garden. And then Jezreel is mentioned a few more times before we get to Jehu, who is mentioned here in Hosea. So in 2 Kings 9, verse 16, and for quite a ways on through there, we hear how Jehu is going to Jezreel to kill the wounded king Joram, who is the son of Ahab. And a lot takes place there in Jezreel, including Jezebel's death. And that is the last mention of Jezreel until we get here to Hosea. I will interject here that Smith's Bible Dictionary says that the Valley of Jezreel is now known as Esdraelon, which is apparently merely the Greek form of the Hebrew word Jezreel. In 1 Kings 19, verse 16, Elijah was told to anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as the next king of Israel. Um, he would be the next king after Ahab's dynasty is overthrown by him, per God's direction. But it's not until 2 Kings chapter 9 that Elisha finally sends a son of a prophet to anoint Jehu and then run away quickly. In 2 Kings 10 verse 30, God very specifically commends Jehu for his thoroughness in executing judgment. And God promises Jehu blessings if he will follow him, but Jehu spurns that promise and also continues to sin like Jeroboam, who was the first king of the northern kingdom. So here in Hosea, where it says the house of Jehu, it includes all those who reigned after who were in that dynasty. And so there was probably quite a bit more murder and bloodshed that they all committed, which we have read about in both the histories and um, the prophets Amos and Micah refer to. So this is not revenge on Jehu because he did specifically follow God's commands. It is retribution justice for the whole house, the whole dynasty of Jehu and how they have been ruling wickedly. Regarding the naming of the children, names with meaning were the way of things then. This was not peculiar or strange. As for using Jezreel as a name, it apparently has connotations of both God sows, like spreading seed, and God scatters, like spreading seed. So whether it's positive or negative can depend on the context, and it is quite possibly supposed to be a play on that here. When in verse 6 it says that Hosea's wife bore a daughter, it omits saying she bore him a child, seeming to in indicate that this would be a child of unfaithfulness, as is talked about in the beginning of the book. So, quite possibly someone else's child. The official name of this daughter is quite ominous, but I doubt she got called that day in and day out. I'm sure people everywhere make nicknames and variations, and I can also see her mother obstinately calling the child some part of the name that didn't give it the same connotation. And in fact, just the last part of it means mercy by itself. So she could have done that. In the name, God is saying he will no longer ignore all the wickedness. That is, mercy is not administering what is deserved. 
the current population will finally get justice. But justice will be put off a while for Judah. They will continue to receive mercy. In verse 7, this seems to be referring at least to 2 Kings 19, where God sent the angel that killed 185,000 of the Assyrian army. In verse 8, she bears another son, but again, no mention that it is actually Hosea's, but he names him, not my people. And how could they still think of themselves that way? But there are indications that the nations of Judah and Israel still claimed to be God's chosen, but they thought of it the wrong way, and they claimed it in spite of all of their worship of other things and continued wickedness. Which is why you have God saying things like, I don't want your sacrifices because they were meaningless. Still, God goes on to say there is a promise to the children of Israel and Judah. There will be those who are later gathered, and they will recognize one king over them all. This part in Hosea is quoted in Romans 9, verses 25 through 26, and something similar is said in Isaiah 10.22 and Isaiah 11.11. But of course, that has not happened yet. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 